Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love ABA Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio, everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, with episode number 606 of Behind the Music. We get to hear the perspective from the indie artist. You're going to discover some new music today on the show, as well as definitely get inspired. If you haven't checked out avaliveradio.com, be sure to go over to the website and check it out because all of the artists are featured there. They have music, videos, all kinds of interesting things, and it's categorized. So if you like certain kinds of music, you can discover new music. We're always here to try and bring you as close as we can to the indie artists from all over the world. And Let them express what it is that they love about their journey as well as what brings them to this point. I think it's really important, especially today. There's so much in front of us and there's so many stories, but not everybody knows how to tell them. But we know that we put amazing value into the stories here at AVA Live Radio. So you're definitely going to leave with an understanding of this artist and what they're all about get to know them, listen to their music, and hopefully get inspired. I'll be right back after this. We're starting off the show with Hell and Holler with their new song, Desert Dust. We'll be right back. Take my breath away 
That was Hell and Holler on AVA Live Radio. Desert Dust is the name of the new song. We have Hell and Holler in the desk with us with Blake, Johnny, and Nate coming in. Hey, guys, how are you? What's going on? How are you? Great. Awesome. Thanks. It's great to have you guys here. Tell me a little bit about Hell and Holler. Where are you guys coming from? Uh, well, we're from South Florida, and um, we have, you know, roots and all, all over the place, though. And, um, yeah, we are just a, you know, flat-out rock and roll band. Just uh, Love it. all about having fun and rock and roll. <laughs> it's always a good time, that's for sure, right, in music. What has been your experience in bringing this band to Florida? Why did you guys end up doing it here? Uh, I, I'm from here. And um, Johnny moved here, and um, Nate, Nate lives here. So this is our home base. Oh, nice. Okay, so it makes it easy, right? Do you travel with the band, or are you guys playing locally? Right now we're playing locally, but we are planning on getting out on the road sometime in the fall and getting out there to start playing some shows in other states and other places and wherever we can get to. Oh, that should be fun. Do you feel that today in with social media and the lack of venues, right, and, and the tough, I mean, it's tough to get on the road, right? It's expensive. There's a lot of unforeseen costs. Do you feel like it makes sense to a band? And at what point being a band? Where, what's your perspective of it? So like a band using social media in general? Yeah, yeah, versus going on the road, because you've got two different things. I mean, you've got, like, social media available to you guys, right? And you can meet a lot of people that way. You can broadcast from wherever you are out on social media. But then you have the tried tradition of going on the road and all the costs and everything that get incurred. Do you feel as a band that one is better than the other, or what's your preference and why? I don't think that one's better than the other. I think that they both kind of are different. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you got to do it all. Yeah. I mean, as I mean, as a band, really, to make it, I think you got to you got to do it all. You got to do you got to do the social media stuff to promote the, the the live show. The live show is really what it's all about. But I mean, if, are you a band if you're not going out and playing shows? You know, you should be out playing shows for people, and that's part of being a band, I think, right? So it's all tied in. I totally agree. I, I don't feel like a rock band can really be a rock band without being in those shows. But it's funny because this conversation is actually happening today. There's a lot of people that do this from different areas. They don't all have the luxury of being in one place where they can rehearse together. So you see a lot of yeah. this digital type of thing happening where they're they're composing music together they're writing it they're getting it all recorded and some of them don't actually get together to do it some of them are doing it over you know distances yeah yeah it's amazing i think that's incredible actually i mean i i love the fact that you can actually do like a link up if you want with like your bandmates and do practices online and everybody's like you know like they're in yeah you can I mean, it's we kind of took advantage of that. We did some keyboard parts here and sent them back over the Nashville. Yeah. And so there, there is a little bit of that in, in the album. Yeah. It's interesting the different lifestyles that exist now, you know, in the ebb and flow of what we're allowed to do and what's become acceptable. I remember the days when, like, no, <laughs> you couldn't, you just didn't really want to go this far. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of mystery left in place. But now the fans want just so much. They want access. They just want more. 
And if you don't give it to them, somebody else will. How do you feel about it? Um, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess you know, if you're not working on putting more out in the first place, what are you doing? So um, yeah. it's all about always working and putting out new material. And that's what people want, you know. And, and content, like you said, with social media. So content. Yeah, you're talk, she's talking more like, like beyond. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah. that's what I was saying. So like content in general, so like videos and, and, and you know, YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. Um, we were actually even just talking right before we got on the phone with you about, hey, we should do a podcast or something. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. With, with people, with fans and, and people out there. So yeah, that makes sense. I got to tell you, I've been, you know, in this business for a long time at this point. <laughs> I don't even want to say how long, but <laughs> in the course of time, I've noticed that there are things that people did like 10 years ago that they are now starting to embrace. And when you mention podcast, it's interesting because there are these you know, what we used to think was a podcast was really long. And now what we've decided is a podcast and acceptable is really short, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be where you're interviewing people because I've seen musicians get on and create a discussion about the journey of each song. And then I've seen them launch those little discussions on with the music so in other words on spotify you see their album come out and then you see another section which is the podcast that supports the album and it's this really cool chat with the band and it's just kind of like extra content but i have to say it's really powerful because when i listen to even those five minute ten minute discussions on the songs that the bands have come out with or the artists came out with it really connects me with their work in such a deeper way. Now, it's funny because I saw this happen like 10 years ago and it's all over Spotify, even though we don't recognize it and we don't realize that it's, it's been happening and now bands are starting to embrace it more. So I would love to see that from you guys. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like um, in any way that people can like connect more to the music or the musicians or the band or, or whatever, however, however they want to make their connection to you, you know, is good. And, you know, that's more than just putting music in, in front of them, you know, give them a connection to the band, you know. For sure, right? Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about each one of you? Like, Blake, why don't you start out and tell us what's your history a little bit in bringing and what you think you bring to the band? What's your part? Um, my history is, uh, well, I grew up a surfer, traveling and, and surfing all over and wherever I could get to. So I have a lot of travel under my belt and a lot of experience, you know, working a lot of different odd jobs um, and just kind of trying to, you know, do whatever I can to make things work all the time as far as like um, opportunities to, you know, to do, to do more with life. And, and um, that kind of is what, where, where most of my inspiration for songwriting comes from is, you know, hardships of just trying to be a better person that, you know, professionally or, or even personally, you know, through all of that and through the travel experience and seeing different parts of the world and seeing other people's, you know, lives and struggles and, and happiness and all the other things. So that's, you know, and I've played guitar my whole life too. So it's just, uh, that's really what I bring to the band is all of that. Nice. I like that. Interesting too, especially when you 
mentioned that you're a surfer. That's really cool. I bet you you had some really amazing travel stories. I wish you would have done like a travel oh, yeah. blog or something along the way. It would have been cool. Yeah. You know, it's interesting is so many musicians are surfers, actually, and ones you wouldn't even think they yeah. surf on regular. Right? No kidding. Hey, Johnny, how about you? Uh, what do I bring to the band? I think I'm kind of the wild card. Uh I guess, in a way. <laughs> uh, no, I think me and Blake complement each other really well, where he's kind of real bluesy and, like, from the gut, and I'm kind of always thinking of a way to tweak it and make it a little different. Uh, I think outside the box a lot, and I think that it works well together. That's cool. Um, Who's your influence? Like, uh, your big influences in music, Johnny? Uh, for me, I grew up listening to a lot of, like, 1970s progressive rock. For me, like, UK groups, like, yes, and oh, cool. Yeah, that's uh, neat. So, yeah, stuff a lot older than me, actually, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a guitar teacher that got me into that stuff, and, you know, stuck. I think that, uh, you've got to have an outside-of-the-box thinker somewhere in the band because there's got to be the people that level things out and keep things on the, you know, on the road and on the path. But then you've at least got to have one person that's going to shake it up all the time and make sure that the people who are keeping it level and on the path aren't just doing the same thing, you know, and that balance is perfect. That's, that's the ability to have different personalities and characters really push a band forward. So it's really important to have that. So I think it's a great thing to be able to bring to the band. Nate, what about you? Well, uh, let's see. What do I bring to the band? Um, a little bit about me. I'm I'm a farmer. I'm an herbalist. So I'm the herbalist of the band, I guess. <laughs> uh, That's I'm awesome. Into. I'm, I, I look at myself as kind of a healing artist. I've uh, I got into music as sort of my meditation or my spiritual practice and that's kind of what drumming has always been to me so uh, you know I I just love drumming it's like it's it's my my passion in life and drumming and and herbs and plants and growing food and permaculture and all that stuff so that's that's basically that's what I do and uh, I I just hold it down hold hold down the hold it in the pocket that's cool. I've, I've always been really into that. Actually, I'm like, this year has been my yoga year. And it's it's been such a source of energy and, and just thinking space. You know, like no matter what's going on, if you take that time out for yourself, I've discovered that it's like a healer instead of just shutting down and going to sleep. And, you know, you can really gain so much more and and just brings so much more of source energy into your life just by eating right and doing things that generate it and give you that peace of mind. I never knew that before. Yeah, absolutely. If you can, uh, if you can find a way to connect to nature on a regular basis, it really makes a big difference. I think in everybody's life potentially. So do you believe in organics, organic food? Um, I do, but uh, my philosophy, like what I'm, what I'm really into lately is uh, I've been getting into uh, more like permaculture and uh, Korean natural farming, which is really about uh, in organic agriculture. It's kind of like in conventional agriculture where you have to buy fertilizers 
to feed your plants. With organic food, you, you have to do the same thing. You have to buy fertilizers, but they're just organic fertilizers. With these other methods like Korean natural farming and permaculture, you actually are using plants that are growing on your property already. Like there are normally weeds that people would pick out of their beds and throw away. And you can actually make your own fertilizers and stuff out of them, out, out of plants that are already growing on your property. So that's what I've been getting into in the last five years or so. Is, that's awesome. Uh, very low inputs, and you're using fermentation and some some methods uh, uh, in order to collect microorganisms and fungi from healthy soils and inoculate those into your gardens and stuff like that. So, but it's very cheap. You know, that's the thing about it. It doesn't cost anything. You can collect these things from nature. So, you know, a little fun fact, really quick. I have to say, it's it's just really funny. Um, he's actually the second drummer of the band. Um, a really good friend of mine was the original drummer of the band who helped me. You know, start the band. Both of them are organic farmers. I don't, no I, way. I don't, know, I don't know how that happened. But, uh, I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Common thing amongst us drummers, I think. Hey, yeah. listen, it's a future. I mean, especially right now in the U.S. with all the sanctions and, you know, the, the penalties that they're doing. I mean, we're going to have to learn really fast how to grow everything because if they keep you know, putting tariffs on all the imports, eventually we're going to, it's going to show. It's going to be good, yeah, but it's going to show, right? You've yeah. got to. big thing right now is the algae, which a lot of that problem goes back to the agriculture and all the runoffs from the agriculture going into the water here and the Lake Okeechobee. And that's a, you're just talking about that earlier. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. actually, we, up here at Helen Holler, we have a we have we have a farm. This is our our base here on a little farm here in South Florida. So we actually really, little, you know, we grow. Yeah, we're 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 doing all that stuff here too. So that's goes, awesome. Uh, now, is that yeah, like, would I see that on your social media page, or is there anything like that? Because that's really um, interesting. Yeah, you might see it more on my personal because it's where I live. It's it's at my house. So, um, but yeah, we have a studio here on the property and. Uh, yeah, we you know we've got five goats and a pig, and you know oh we're gosh. setting up our garden, composting, That's and doing great. all that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Very very cool. Now, what's in the future, the near future for your band right now? Like, where does this song exist? Is it part of an album? Is it part of something? I know that you talked about something coming out in the future as well. Yeah, actually, I'm really excited because tomorrow night is our release party because tomorrow is the release date for our debut record, uh, our EP 442. And yeah, so that'll be available on all platforms tomorrow. And uh, as well as you can go on our website and order a copy of the CD and we will have a vinyl coming out shortly uh, after that. So. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Available in vinyl. I love that. I hope they never yeah. get rid of vinyl, you know, now that it's kind of made a comeback. And I think that rock bands have been able to capitalize on it probably a lot more than some of the other ones, right? Because pop and EDM, it's not really their crowd. But rock bands, definitely, I can see where it's good to have it. And that's really cool. Now, do you guys, have you seen like the, I don't know if you've seen the different colors and the different variations and the different um, materials they've been making them in. But just recently this year, I've noticed that they have had 
really kind of organic looking materials for the covers and for the actual vinyl. Have you guys explored that at all? You know, I did look into that. Um, for our first run of vinyls, we're going pretty simple with just a standard red vinyl. It will be colored. It will be red. But um, Oh, neat. It, we're going to do a small run to begin with. And then after that, we'll probably move to. So, like, the first run will actually be different. And so those will be a little more special. Um, but then after that, we'll, yeah, I wanted to entertain those ideas because I noticed all the uh, different options. Yeah, I, I just in the last year, I would say, there have been a huge amount of options available. How long did it take you guys to go through the process of ordering your vinyl? And did you get it from out of the U.S.? Are you outsourcing? Uh, no, we're actually getting it in the U.S. Um, I, I, I wanted to go through Third Man Records and their pressing company, but um, we ended up just bundling it all kind of together with our, our CD order through uh, Disc Group, or, or Disc Makers, not yeah, just messed up my words, Disc Makers. Um, they're oh, nice. Baby, so. Yeah, it was nice that they kind of were able to take care of everything. And being our first release and, and everything like that, um, I mean, we, I, I handle our own publishing and, and copyright and everything else, so it's kind of nice to just kind of, you know, here, let someone else take care of a little bit more of this. Yeah, that's exactly, sure. Because you have to have time to be able to put everything else in there that you need to get in, you know? There's only so many yeah, times. distribution and everything, it's not easy. It is, right? Do you guys manage to divvy up some of the responsibilities, though, just to keep everything going? Because I know social media, is it's a task sometimes. It can be a little bit of a challenge. Anybody else want to comment on that before I do? <laughs> <laughs> now I'll go ahead and jump in and say that um, pretty much since day one, I mean, I've kind of um, done everything as far as social media or, or promotion or, um, you know, merchandising, um, copywriting, you know, LLCs, everything else, um, set up the band as a publishing company. I mean, I, I, I've, I'm kind of, I'm ADHD and I have a hard time sitting still, so... I'd rather pick up a book, uh, which I picked up David Pass, or uh, actually, sorry, not David Pass, Donald Passman's book, um, All You Need to Know About the Music Business, and I just started reading that, and that really just kind of put me in like a DIY kind of attitude. I was like, I can do this, so just learn the copywriting <laughs> and publishing, or yeah, all that stuff myself. I think it was oh, Steve Biles cool. in an interview, too, like if I have good, good advice for musicians, it's to hang on to your publishing. So I was like, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And now, you know, things are changing the way that they're, they're actually divvying up and the way these social platforms are starting to be a little more responsible in the near future. Hopefully we're going to see a lot more of that coming back to the artists, you know, especially since they just changed the copyright laws. So I'm, I'm happy yeah, about the that. MMA or whatever they just did. Yeah. Hopefully it's going to make a huge, huge difference. You know, sometimes they yeah. talk about this stuff and then the artists don't really see the, you know, it coming back to them. And it, it always just, it always just seems like it's so connect, not connected. You know what I mean? Like you'll sign a deal mm -hmm. maybe with a label or sign a deal somewhere and somewhere along the line, somebody is pulling those royalties. But I noticed that with blockchain coming in and then this new law, it looks like everything is going to be a lot more transparent. So when you do put out your music and you keep track of where it's going and what's going on with it, 
at, along with content ID and some of these blockchain features, I think you guys are actually going to see those royalties start jump and start to come back. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, I know the music industry as a whole has needed it for a long time. I mean, we're new oh, to the game sure. and we'd love to see it, obviously. But, you know, if I could speak for just musicians in general, I'd say, yeah, it's been a long time coming for everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you don't even realize. You know, a song becomes popular, and before you know it, a lot of people are covering it out there, and they never see royalties back for those. So it's great to have that kind of, you know, distribution. It's great to have so many people talking about your music and putting it out there, but it's getting used, and you're not benefiting. So other than word of mouth, which is amazing, it should be more. It made me happy to hear, and in the article I read, it made me happy to hear that Spotify and all the other platforms too, everybody is really excited to be participating in this whole thing, which is really cool. Yeah, because yeah. it was kind of made out for a while like they were against us, you know. It kind of seemed like they were using everything and having everybody post there, but then they didn't want to pay the right amount. And they were working deals out with labels where they were paying more to labels, but then the independent artist wasn't really getting their fair share. So that was yeah. a tough thing to swallow. But I think it's going to straighten out, and I really hope it does. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's been great catching up, and I really look forward to watching now that I know more about you and seeing what actually comes out that's more about your personalities on your social page. I hope I hope that kind of gets reflected somehow. Maybe you can figure it out. Yeah, we'll start sharing some more farm photos, I guess. Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of surfing, a little bit of farm <laughs> herbiculture, <laughs> and yeah, a lot that. of... Wild card outside of the box thinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, Jack. Bye. That was Helen Holler on AVA Live Radio. Their new song, Desert Dust, coming from their EP, which is launching tomorrow, number 442. Excited about that. They're going to have a little celebration in Florida. And it's kind of interesting to hear the difference of the band members. I love that. It's amazing. Now, this is a classic example of now I want to see more from each band member on the actual Helen Holler social media page. I think I'm going to stay after them on that one. I really am. I'm going to go and I think talk to them about their Instagram page. So be sure to go and check it out and keep an eye out because Helen Holler is going to be putting a lot more than you think on that Instagram page.